Welcome back to another edition of What Should We Watch with K&E. I'm K. I'm still E. And we are still in the holiday season, and we want to thank you all for joining us again for a lovely, lovely time. Yes, so thank you for all who are regular subscribers and listeners. And if you're joining us for the first time, we each take turns picking movies to watch. We sit down, we talk about them, we debate them, we have a little quiz and and someone gets murdered by the end of this podcast <laughs> dun, dun, dun. We've been stay tuned a, to find out we've who. been through a lot of case <laughs> i must say i feel like i'm the best version of me here today <laughs> we just keep you know altering so like Kay said we're sticking with the holiday spirit and last episode Kay picked a christmas story so i hope you all had a chance to listen to that one i would just turn the volume down a smidgen when Why? listening to that one. Oh, I you. Know. I just, I don't remember all of it, but yeah. there's some moments where I blacked out. I was sitting here doing the podcast with E, and I suddenly saw this purple horn demon thing on the other <laughs> side going, Randy is the worst. He's disgusting. <laughs> I don't remember any of that. Of course you don't. No. The well, spirits within came I forth. I picked. It was my turn and i decided we would do a double feature yeah so what are the two films we're going to be watching for the double feature today e how the grinch stole christmas and a charlie brown christmas it's actually dr seuss's how the grinch stole christmas you gotta give credit where credit is due oh i was trying to bury the lead on a quiz question oh, oh snap i got one already here we go We'll go ahead and check out the movie here, and we want to encourage you all, if you have not seen the movie, or if you... Movies. Movies. Oh, yes. Of Actually, course. they're made for TV specials, but shh, don't tell anybody. Yes. If you have not seen them, or you haven't seen them for a while, go ahead and stop listening to us. It's not often you hear people say that on a podcast. <laughs> but come and, back. And, yes, come back and listen to the rest of it. We'll be right back. Mm. all right welcome back hopefully you are in the holiday spirit like we are on this rainy day december day december rainy day before we get started Kay has his spoiler alert we didn't mention this before the break but if you don't want to hear any spoilers of these two movies that have been around for like 70 years please stop listening here we go he steals christmas Linus saves it. There you go. Don't need to know anything else. <laughs> so let's talk about Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I thought I was being so sly. Yeah. I did. Couldn't sneak past me. Oh, can I just mention that we're going into the peanut gallery and part of our discussion is on the peanuts? <laughs> <laughs> You're so proud of that, aren't you? I am. Okay. It's the peanut and Grinch gallery. Or peanut and who gallery. Mm, peanut mm. who or who peanut gallery who peanuts because who's your first so let's get on to it shall we so how the grinch stole christmas the art of this movie here is actually a little bit different from the original art from the book the poem whatever you want to call it by dr seuss that is because when they were designing it they were trying to make something that wasn't horribly scary but also christmassy and bright so wait, was the original one horribly scary the original that. one he looks like just an average dr seuss character he looks like a green eggs and ham kind of look and he's just gray it's like black and white ish but he's not green uh he's not as kind of stubby looking 
he's more like slender and long so he's still he's creepy in the books but oh yeah you oh, see he's on the cover Mm-hmm. okay yeah he does look different so the explanation behind that is like dr seuss gave the go-ahead to create somewhat of a different design for this movie that would make it more fun for the viewers and i feel like it worked out because as soon as the movie started i was like wow colors right yeah it's all colors did you notice how in the opening credits, how they paid tribute to the one dude who basically carried this movie, yeah. <laughs> Boris Karloff, who does the voice for the Grinch, and he also does the narration? Well, he doesn't know. He does the narration, and he does sounds of the Grinch. Did you notice oh, that? That is what yeah, it said. they said sounds of the Grinch. Yeah, Boris Car- Karloff really is. It should be Boris Karloff's Dr. Seuss's yeah. <laughs> The Grinch Still Christmas. He just carried this movie sing- on his back. He sings the how the grinch stole christmas too doesn't he the song yeah no the song is by tony the tiger um oh <laughs> what's the guy's name thurl ravencroft oh yeah that guy i love him yeah i i was when i was doing my research i was looking around and that was one of the facts that came up is also known for doing the voice for tony the tiger between these years it was like no freaking way there's a tiger in the studio right although watching the who's decorate for christmas they have a very postmodern approach to decorations and decor like i feel like they would be in a high-end christmas magazine where they're like this is how you should decorate for christmas but really it's all a bunch of sharp edges and like neon colors I'm just plus, full of puns today, so plus, forgive me, but I was going to say the title of the article would be The Who's Who of Interior who will, Decorating. Yeah, who built Christmas decorations? And they have to stress the importance of using the proper amount of dingle balls. Ooh, dingle balls. Yeah, they have dingle balls. Yeah, when we're going around the house and you see Cindy Lou Who for the first time, I made a note of how... She's adorable. She is adorable, but she looks so different from everybody else, so... We might think she's adorable, but is she like a freak in their culture? Is that why she relates to the Grinch? Oh, maybe. If the Grinch didn't steal Christmas and Cindy Lou who met him and then they became kindred spirits, would she have like become the next Grinch? Makes you really question like how the Grinch became the Grinch. And I know Jim Carrey tried to figure it out, but I don't like that movie. Mm -hmm. Well, let me call Jim here and see (laughs) what he got in his research for the role. But speaking of the Grinch... It's interesting. They talked about he's wearing shoes, but does that mean he's wearing clothes? But he's not wearing clothes because then he makes a Santa Claus coat and hat and puts them on. So is he naked except for shoes? Yeah, he's rocking that hole just wearing his (laughs) loafers and nothing else look. I mean, it's cold up there. (laughs) Baby, it's cold outside. Yeah. Maybe I should put on shoes. That will fix it. Maybe that's why he was banished because he's like a nudist. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with those who's. Uh, Cringe, could you just please put on some pants? <laughs> just at least pants. Also, he does talk about why he hates Christmas. It's too much noise. Which, is he wrong? I mean, probably not. I looked at kids' toys recently, and there was one that I thought was really cute, and then when I clicked on the ad, it made noise, and I was instantly like, Nope. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, like especially the noises all the who's make in this beginning scene. It, it's it's so noisy and obnoxious. So I'm like, you know what? I'm behind this I'm guy. Not, I don't blame him. I don't I'm picking blame up him. what he's throwing down. So besides the Grinch and Cindy Lou Who, we have to pay a little tribute to the best character in this mm-hmm. movie. That is Max the dog. He is so stinking cute and he's so happy just trotting along. See, I thought I wrote down, is it Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> 
maybe <laughs> Max probably should have ran away by now here, but he's like, I still love you. Right? Or does he like he does he just see a different side? Like you meet those people that are like horrible people, but at least their dog likes them. Yeah, or Max watched the Charlie Brown Christmas special before this and realized that the Grinch is a little rough around the edges, but maybe he just needed a little love. I think it's Stockholm Syndrome. Also, when he was complaining about the feast and why he hates roast beast. Which is what my family called roast beef for the well, longest yeah, I think, time. I too. Roast and when beast. I saw roast beef, I thought it was a totally different thing you oh, could order you're so sweet and stupid aren't I, you I am, I'm adorable. but what kind of animal is it it has a tail also the grinch is upset he goes i hate roast beast why don't you just ask for something else oh man he never thought of that no what if he's like this is all just a story about the grinch being a vegetarian that's what i was thinking although at the end he well he doesn't actually does he eat the roast beef no he just passes it out yeah so what if this is all just a misunderstanding where he had like hypersensitivity <laughs> <laughs> to sound and he was a vegetarian but that's just you have to speak up i feel like what something. was the real turnaround point for him is when he got his hands on some of that who hash yeah really mellowed him out you know what i mean although for all you kids out there who have not watched the actual dr seuss's how the grinch stole christmas everybody's at least seen the evil grinch smile yeah. grin <laughs> that gif I've used it multiple times. I think it's one of my favorites. Well, I've used the GIF, and I've actually done that smile in <laughs> life many times. When I'm like, this would be mean, but it's worth it. It's worth it. Although I have to say it's my favorite Christmas song. It is a good... Aside from I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas, and then Dominic the Donkey, go look him up if you don't know him. It's just how do you not think of Christmas when you hear how the Grinch stole Christmas? And that's your ringtone on your phone that right now, right? That is the ringtone on my phone. I love it because it's not one of those sappy, like, I'll be home for Christmas. But if you listen to the song, it's kind of weird. <laughs> you what do know? you mean? How do you mean? <laughs> you know, it's describing this horrid creature, but it's such like an iconic Christmas song. Yeah, it's basically a song of how many different ways can we call the Grinch an a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's too much of a mouthful, so we call him other things. So we do other things like say, you nauseate me. Mr. Grinch. The other song in this movie here, the Dahu Doris. You know a fun fact Are about that? Are those the actual words? Yeah. Okay. Well, the fun fact about that is, is when people watch this movie, they assumed those were Latin words for some reason <laughs> in this movie full of made up So Dr. the Illuminati's involved. So the Illuminati's yes. involved. But there was actually um, letters sent to the studio that produced this film that said, hey, what is the meaning behind the song? What do, What is this Latin? I've, I've done some research and I can't figure it out. And everybody was like, oh, these poor people. You won't figure out. So did Dr. Did they write the song for the movie or did Dr. Seuss write it? No, it said lyrics by Dr. Seuss. Yeah, all the lyrics for the songs that were goofy words were Dr. Okay. Seuss. Gotcha. So the Grinch... He's talking about how he hates the Who's and how he hates Christmas. and He just hates noise. He creates this master plan to destroy Christmas by dressing up as Santa. And then there's this whole sequence where he's preparing himself. And I don't know if all you kids out there who have never seen one of these before, but when they're doing using the sewing machine, I had a question of how in the world did Max go from moving the bevel down at the bottom, which operates the machine to being up on top so his poor tail went through it which would have destroyed his tail how did he get up there and also too 
why was it still moving? Because for anybody who doesn't know, those things don't move if they're not being pushed. Well, maybe the Grinch took a turn and was having Max thread the needle or something. Oh, maybe. He had a union break. <laughs> the Grinch isn't that horrible. He gives That Max explains breaks. the cigarette he was holding up there. <laughs> An interesting bad edit thing that they did when he was putting the antler up on top of Max's head. Mm-hmm. When he is weighed down by that antler... There's part, like one little branch of it that goes behind the animation of Max. Mm -hmm. And when the Grinch saws off the different portions, that portion, which wasn't sawed off by the Grinch, is just suddenly gone here. So not only did the Grinch trim down, but the animators decided to, we're just going to trim down the antlers. But I'm on to you, animators. I catch your flaws. So this is not as perfect a movie as you'll think. scenes, you see them. Oh, thank God. Yeah. (laughs) Although... I cannot tell you how anxious and nervous I was for Max in the scene where they decide to sled down the hill and he keeps getting like run over by the sled and then the Grinch keeps throwing him out and it's like, oh! He's so cute when he's on the back of the sled when he fell behind there. He's like, hello! (laughs) Then he like zips him underneath that poor dog. Also his like collar brace thing is way way too tight yeah he has no in no more internal organs <laughs> they're all gone and before they do the sled scene the obvious little fade to black which was for Commercial commercials right it's so funny how all of these christmas specials no matter who did them what they were for something that they all have in common is they had those fade outs for mm-hmm. commercials because that was really the point of playing these it was to have everybody feel all good around the holidays but it was about hey let's use this as time to advertise well you have to certain things for the holidays yeah which is funny because that's the whole story behind charlie brown christmas even this one too true because he takes everything you know the commercialism on christmas and what's the real importance of christmas even in the grinch he takes all the physical away and they still celebrate that is but that is jumping like ahead Although I will say at this point, he's executing his grand scheme of basically robbing the people blind of their Christmas decorations and mm-hmm. everything that goes with it. This was present day. He would have been snagged like that on a Facebook watch group. Yeah. <laughs> and it totally would have just been, there's a strange sled parked outside my house. Does anybody know who this belongs to? And my little Nest camera <laughs> caught somebody slithering and slunking across my living room. <laughs> Picture how terrifying that'd be if you looked on your camera and there was this furry <laughs> like, green thing slithering across the floor. Oh gosh. <laughs> That's horrific. Yeah, this movie would have been over before it started if there was a neighborhood watch group. Although Cindy Lou Who is very well spoken for a little two year old, don't you think? Yeah. Especially with her first phrase that eh, eh. Yeah, Look I was that. I was like, it's supposed to be the sound of a dove. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's a dying dove, if anything. I don't think the director or the actress knew what the sound of a dove was. They're yeah. like, eh. all right, somebody, somebody, quick, give me the sound of the dove. Um, I don't know. Do you know the sound? It was of actually dove? like one of the. <laughs> <laughs> they were joking. <laughs> Perfect. Do that. All right. No, he's turning blue, sir. I'll have to say, I want to ask the Grinch where he bought those sacks because they're amazing. They store so much. Never ask a man about his sack. <laughs> It's incredibly rude. But speaking of his sacks. Oh, seriously, wait, no, hold on. You tell me any man doesn't want to talk about his junk seriously. But no, this sacks. We're not talking about their junk. We're, we're talking t- about their sacks. <laughs> Isn't it part of the junk? What are you talking about? I don't know. I'm talking about the sack. 
and dirty. Let We're going to get the E next to this podcast. I know it. Point across. <laughs> my point is the Grinch has amazing sacks. They're like reverse space bags. Did you see how small they were and how big they got? Mm-hmm. I need those. He's got some huge sacks. His expanding gray sacks that hold all my Christmas cheer. And yeah, speaking of those, I'm going to pop this puppy back out. The head trauma counter. It's back. <laughs> all fixed up. You like the tape job I put on it here? Yeah, poor guy. New and improved, 2.0. So going to give one for my boy Max here. And just keep running. Yeah, because he's the only one who gets it here. So I think I counted he had like three incidents that were probably head trauma. When the Reese fell on him, I don't think that counted. No, but then there was the roll. There was a carpet roll full of toys and then the bag. But he, the Grinch has a system of throwing his sacks every as, time. As we do. Yes, every time. So how many houses? So if there's 20 houses and he had like four sacks per house, that's at least 80. So run it up, buddy. Poor Max. Poor His Max. brain is bleeding. That's why he has Stockholm Syndrome. He's been, Aww. you know, abused. Poor fella. During the sequence, it's very obvious that they reuse animation, which mm-hmm. that's something with these productions, a lot of these times, these Christmas specials, especially for both Charlie Brown Christmas and this, that was a reoccurring theme where they would reuse animation. And the reason is, is they're told they need to make a movie. And so they animate, draw everything that they can. But every second that goes by for TV, there's so many frames of animation that it has to show. Mm -hmm. So they, if you think about it, how many times they have to make a drawing for like an hour long production, it's an astronomical amount of time. So I definitely know for Charlie Brown Christmas, but for, I don't know about this specifically, if they had ran out of time and something that helps them put a movie together is by reusing animation Mm -hmm. for things like this sequence where he's going from house to house and doing similar things. They just throw those little fade ins of him Mm -hmm. doing the same actions over and over. And it's a good way to prolong your movie and keep the plot going here without having to spend any extra time. So the Grinch has loaded everything up in his little... Giant sacks! <laughs> in his giant sack. Expanding sacks. Is it surprising that he's sitting on top of it then? Here he's just sitting on his big old sack. You know, at that point, I think if you're sitting on your sacks, you should probably go see your doctor. <laughs> yeah. And when they start getting that sleigh going, I can't believe it, but Max is able to pull that sled through the snow This poor little cute puppy apparently is a superhero. He's like Crypto, the super dog. (laughs) You know, Stockholm Syndrome. He he knows if he does not please the master, bad things will come to him. Although bad things have been happening all night. So, but poor dog. Poor pup. Poor baby. And then, of course, they get it all the way up to like 10,000 feet, right? I don't know why he had to go. Mount Crumpet. Mount Crumpet. All the way up there. And the Who's come out, and the Grinch is like, ha, 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 ha. And then they start singing their Latin song. <laughs> their Latin chant. And the Grinch, you know, I, it's, of course, they only had like, the, I think the whole show is 23 minutes long, so a half an hour with commercials. Mm-hmm. But the Grinch has a very quick character arc. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you think about it, 
19 and a half minutes is him being this horrid creature and then it's 30 seconds for him to realize the error of his ways and the true meaning of Christmas isn't gifts and then his heart melts and you know a miracle but I was like that is a quick character arc and people are getting mad at like the guys from Game of Thrones should have watched this like if you're gonna do a quick character arc you do it Dr. Seuss style yeah not like Jamie being like I love you Brianna Toth I have to go back to her now blah 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 because, yeah, this character arc is obviously very accepted since this movie's so loved. So you're right. You're right. I know. That. HBO should have watched this. But you know how that happened? You know how it happened in that short period of time? If you notice when the Who's are down there in Whoville singing their song, Da Who Doris, we have insurance. <laughs> they. I'm su- going to make money this Christmas yeah, year. They summon that sun god that apparently <laughs> appears in the middle of them and the power radiating from it creates this energy that makes the it's grinch gamma radiation yeah it switches the grinch over into this new happy being it it hits him so hard that it changes the color of his eyeballs <laughs> and his heart grows three sizes yeah which is heart- called cardiomegaly and is a serious <laughs> medical condition so e do you want to do your psa right now i think if your heart grows three sizes in two seconds, call your doctor. <laughs> Actually, just call an ambulance. Yeah, call. Don't don't call your but doctor. Go him, straight like, for nine one one. Strength. So he was able to pick up all the sacks. Yeah, it was the power of the sun god, <gasps> summoned by the chance of you the know, hooves. You know, an enlarged heart's a sign of steroid use, isn't it? Oh, true. <laughs> He's like, the <laughs> Grinch got swole for Christmas. But then, of course, he rushes back down the hill. Oh. Before he rushes back down the hill, speaking of his colorful eyes, I noted, I kept marking down how many times. Did you notice how many times his eyes changed back from blue and white to um, red and yellow? Now, I noticed there's a couple times. I kept checking it, and I think I wrote it down here. One, two, three, four. Four times they changed? Six, six times. <laughs> it kept switching back and forth from like shot Jerry, to shot. I told you they were blue now. No, you didn't, Stan. You said they were red and yellow. <laughs> Just run it. Nobody will notice. I sure hope none of the animators are still alive today because they'll be like, get off my back, dude. It's a hard job. What if they were colorblind? Oh, Oh, rude. How could you be an animator and be colorblind? That'd be a little difficult. I guess animators don't necessarily have to be in charge of coloring because did you know that about animating when they do movies, a lot of the times they'll do like animators will do the outline and then there's a whole nother team that comes in and does just the coloring. So basically you can be a professional colorer. Yeah. So when I was younger and I told my mother that she could be a professional colorer, you, I wasn't wrong. You weren't wrong. Ma, there's still time for you. But my question is, of course, he goes down the hill and he returns the presents. Does he explain because Cindy Lou Who was the only one that noticed, and no. she thought he was Santa. So does he just play dumb and be like, look what I found on top of a hill, and now he's the savior of Christmas because he brought everything back? See, the Whos aren't bothered at all by the situation. He doesn't need to explain anything because they kind of orchestrated that whole turn for him. Because if you think about it, when he was coming down the hill, did you see how those couple of Whos that were in the circle just pivoted and made room for him to come into the middle of the circle and then closed again real quick? They, they were ready for him, so they convinced him, bring it all back. They summoned him back with their so sun god. what you're saying is the Who's... Oh my god, we figured it out. The Who's 
are actually a cult. Mm -hmm. And Cindy Lou Who is the leader because it's least expecting. It's a lo 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 Cindy Lou lo lo lo. And then the Grinch was the only one that hadn't joined their cult. So they orchestrated this whole thing to get him to join the cult. Maybe they think he's the sun god and they want to worship him. Right? Merry Christmas, everyone. But nonetheless, this movie makes me really excited for Christmas. Yeah, and like when it showed the snowflakes at the end of the movie after the beautiful scene where they're passing out the roast beast and Max gets a piece of roast I beast. Know, He's finally. so happy. Um, when <gasps> Maybe snow- Max was a secret agent the whole time. Yeah. With a dumb grin on his face. But when the snowflakes are coming down, I made note about how I loved even that and that just kind of gets me in the mood. And did you notice like with a lot of holiday specials, snowflakes is such a common feature like Mm -hmm. in the opening and ending credits it's like it usually shows like a winter storm and it well it's raining right now boo i know nothing like a soggy christmas when's that movie coming out when's that i'm dreaming of a damp christmas (laughs) when and at the end of the movie here at the end of the credits it fades out because there was actually originally a commercial at the end of it here that was from a bank of some sort oh, i didn't write it down but there was like some sort of bank that sponsored this movie and there was actually not just one but a couple mm-hmm. advertisements for the bank somewhere in the grinch so i wonder where the other ones were oh neat like yeah was he slumping around whoseville and there was suddenly one of those banks in the background that was the <laughs> only <of> business <laughs> yeah all right before we hop into our next featured film i need you... to go potty <laughs> we're all gonna have a potty break but During the potty break, we're going to hear from one of our friends over at Pod Nation. I'm Sunny Hepburn. And I'm Brandy Fleeks. And we host Book Book of Lies, Lies, the podcast. We talk about liars, cheats, and thieves. And people that want to steal your money. Yeah, all of them. All of them. Find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. All your favorite podcatchers. We release a new episode every Tuesday. This is on social at Book of Lies Pod on Twitter, Book of Lies Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, or you can send us an email at Book of Lies Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> and uh, check you later. Bye. Bye. All right. So that was our friends over at Book of Lies Podcast. They are based all on scandals and just people that are scum buckets and talking about their stories to expose favorite the horrible things people do so check out book of lies today wherever you get your podcasts okay e let's go ahead and head into our next movie here so what was the second movie we watched charlie brown christmas christmas time is here drinking lots of beer that's my kind of christmas Although Charlie looks very unwell. (laughs) From the very start. (laughs) From the very start. Charlie Brown looks unwell. Well, did you know that Charlie Brown, the actor who does his voice, they specifically looked for a little boy whose voice sounded very depressing and like strained out like beyond his years. And I think they did a good job. Do we know what happened to the little boy that played Charlie Brown? Like, I'm is assuming, he okay? I'm assuming he's working a cubicle somewhere. Oh, my goodness. Can I say, though, I love this music from this movie. Oh, this is just... So, like, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The Grinch is a classic Christmas song. Mm-hmm. But, like, this, 
you want to hear it in the background at your holiday party. Right. Or you want to, like, this is the Christmas music when I go into a store that I'm like, "Uh yeah. And did you know (laughs) about this music? Mm -hmm. So Vince Giraldi was the one who did the music for this. And he was selected because the director, Bill Melendez, just liked his music. And they really wanted to use Mm -hmm. his music. But did you know the network that was running this special, CBS, when they heard his music, they were like, it's boring. This doesn't feel Christmassy. It's so this iconic. Isn't, yeah, it's so iconic. And if you think about Christmas music, what style of Christmas music do you think of, really? There's the big band versions mm-hmm. of songs, but most of the time I think of the jazzy, swazzy Again, department what you store think, like, music. In the background of like Love Actually. Right. No, I do. I love the music except for when the kids sing i don't like that the kids singing is actually i keep like pushing my glasses up my face and what's weird is i actually, don't even have glasses well actually do you want to push mine up your face yes no no I'm no joking. actually can i <laughs> no you're not pushing i need them <laughs> <laughs> well i need them right now the people need to know i'm pushing up actual glasses all right i push up my glasses for you Thank you. Well, actually, actually. um, the music sang by the children at the beginning, the Christmas time is near is a chorus. But at the end of the movie, the song at the very end is the director, his son and his classmates all came in the studio and sang that song. So it was kind of like free labor. (laughs) Kids, you want to be in a movie? I do wonder if they actually did get paid. When I was doing my research, I couldn't figure out if they actually got anything for their time. Yeah, well, the actors themselves i'm sure they got some sort of payment but they didn't get credit did you notice it never said any actors That's names because it's charlie brown oh you're right there is oh. no actors although going back to our poor depressed little charlie brown linus gives no <laughs> <laughs> he is the most unsupportive person i ever met and i think he's my favorite character yeah i just love how but Charlie Brown is talking about all his issues and Linus just walks away and is just like, shut the ah. up, Charlie Brown. I don't know if we've cursed yet in this Oh, there's more to come. Podcast. So for this edition, we'll make all of our curse words. If you listen to our last episode, we made all of our curses into Christmas story curses. So this episode, I'll have to think of something in the theme. There's always rats and good grief. There we go. Although, as Charlie Brown's going around lamenting that no one likes me, he's kind of a dick to everybody, though. Well, can you blame him? They're all kind of dick to him, too. Right. These are mean kids. They're really mean because they have no parental supervision whatsoever. Right, you never see a parent. Although, Lucy is such a hipster. I only eat the snow that falls in January. (laughs) Shut up. She's like a snow sommelier. Although, Linus is going places. Mm Mm-hmm. He's going to end up being like a CEO of a company. Speaking of voice actors, the ones who do the voices for Linus, like mm-hmm. that little boy, he he sounds so cute and they specifically want somebody to sound sophisticated. So they selected that little guy. But if you notice, he has like a little lisp, which I think adds to his cuteness. And that boy who did the voice mm-hmm. of Linus, he ended up doing it for years for the yeah. longest time with many of the specials. But the one who does the voice for Lucy, yeah, she just did that Christmas special and she did no others because her voice <gasps> changed, changed right after that here. And she, yeah. Although I will say that I feel like Lucy represents the health insurance industry as we know it today. Yeah. So when she rushes over to her booth and Charlie Brown wants to sit down and talk, what is the first thing she makes him do? 
pay the copay. Pay the, pay the copay. And then she talks about, oh, I love the sound of that. When, like, she spends, like, five minutes talking about the jingle jangle of the money. I was like, that's our healthcare system right there. Lucy is the epitome of capitalism yes, in the United and, States. And especially, like, this is what's wrong with capitalism is she's making money off of somebody's health issues. What is cute is Charlie Brown is given... Like he only has to pay five cents to get the advice here, but what isn't cute is that two was weeks in the later. Sixties. Well, yeah, two weeks later he got a bill for two thousand dollars. Right. So you <laughs> they know left what? that out. Let though. me let me rephrase this as an extended scene. Your copay was five cents. You haven't met your deductible. Yeah. Although, did you catch that when Charlie Brown was reading about the true meaning of Christmas? It was he said the lines true meaning of Christmas money 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 because oh, yeah. Snoopy was going to enter into the oh the competition, the competition for like best decorated house yes which I do have to say there is an agenda with this movie like I feel like there's an agenda with how Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas but Charlie Brown's is I feel like I don't know a little bit more agenda y that's true there's definitely it's more like in your face yeah I think. But yeah, don't you just hate it when your dog goes commercial? <laughs> and if you think about it, Snoopy is the most commercialized peanuts there there is. That's true. Maybe that's why Charlie Brown's so bad. Yeah, that's Snoopy's probably Snoopy's making why. all the dough. Do you think, is he the most commercialized pet out there? I guess besides Hello Kitty. But <laughs> well, Hello Kitty, do we know she's a pet? You know what? She is wearing clothes. She seems pretty independent. <laughs> Well, I think out of the peanuts, it's definitely Snoopy. Although, can I just say, Sally's voice is the cutest thing ever. She is adorable. I want a Sally. That little girl who does the voice of Sally, she was so young that she didn't know how to read yet. So what they did to get her to read her lines is they would read her the line and she would repeat back what they said. But sometimes she couldn't get whole lines, so they had to feed her like one word at a time. And at certain points, they had to feed her one syllable at a time, especially during the line, I want to get my fair share. Did you notice how it was very segmented, how she said it? And it kind of sounds a little weird. They said that one specifically is like one word at a time, just cut together. Oh, but it's so cute. I think it just makes it even cuter. Yeah. So Charlie Brown is like anti-commercialism. But then, yeah, he still complains about not getting a card. True. Right? I didn't ever think about that. He can't have both sides, Charlie. But then again, we both have this note. Why does everybody hate Charlie Brown so much? I mean, he is a Debbie Downer or a Daniel Downer. Let's not be sexist. Maybe he's the reason why nobody has parents in the town and everybody hates him for he that He caused fact. a horrible accident. Yeah. You killed my ma and pa. The only people left are these inanimate floating objects that just go wah, 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 Well, wah. you know that people are really against Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Why? Because it's a song all about bullying. Oh. Listen, then you got to go after Charlie Brown. You got to go after the Grinch. <laughs> I mean, none of our Christmas classics are going to last if we start that. Right. So the big thing going on in this and Lucy's solution to Charlie Brown's depression is to get him involved in the school play. So No, they don't say school play. They just say Christmas play. Again, oh, the no Christmas adults. play. Oh, yeah, that's right. It just happens to be at like a school gymnasium sort of place. The auditorium. In their like post-apocalyptic child world. <laughs> we are the rulers. But that is such a classic scene of them all dancing. 
Yeah, I'm put a note here, which this will be a post here. Is which which one of the dance moves that they do is your favorite? Well, I think people like imitate the dance moves from mm-hmm. a Charlie Brown Christmas, like the head right. tilt Hopping side back and side. Forth. During that scene, as well as many of the others, do you notice how Snoopy is like kind of all over the shots and he's moving around so mm-hmm. much? And the only reasoning for that was they did have a very short time frame to make this movie. They just had a couple months. Yeah. And they actually were really rushing towards the end. They actually finished it only a couple days before they were going to release it. Production like stopped about a week before yeah. they actually released this. But the reason why Snoopy is the only one who runs around all the time is the animator said that they enjoyed like animating him. Yeah. And he was probably the easiest one to animate as opposed to all the kids like when they would turn their heads it was actually kind of difficult to have them facing one direction or the other Mm -hmm. so they would always have snoopy kind of like moving around the screen to kind of distract everybody from all the other animation that might not have been as good and which that works out because we've all been there done that right (laughs) like ooh, look over here look over here woo But that kind of works out because when you think of Charlie Brown, a lot of times you do think of Snoopy as the character. Because did you know that this was actually the first of the Charlie Brown productions Mm -hmm. out there? Because before this, Charles Schultz came out with the comic years before this, but the characters were just represented on newspapers. This was the first time we saw them in a somewhat 3D world. And so you got to see that they had shape. So there's things like, does Charlie Brown truly have hair or is he a bald kid? I don't think this movie really gave us an answer to that, but one day maybe. He has hair. Yeah, he does have hair. The answer is he does have hair. Hair. Not hairs. Hair. Hair. Oh, hair. Speaking of hair, the girl that's like, does it go with my naturally curly hair? And then she yells at Charlie Brown, my curls come first, Charlie Brown. And I'm like, yes, curly hair, sisters of the world, unite. People don't know when your curls are looking good. It's like, I won't go outside. I won't let people touch them. Don't open the windows in the car. Pig pen, you step off. I mean, like the curls, this is the most important part. Yeah, that scene when Frida and Pig pen are standing next to each other. I couldn't help but think that's how I feel staying next to you a lot of the times. And you're just like, look at yourself. And I look in the mirror and say, I don't know. I feel like I look beautiful. As long as you don't touch my curls, I don't care what you look like. Oh, look, look over there. (gasps) Is it it Santa Claus? It's not Santa. (gasps) Who is it? It's he, our resident model, Stefan, here to talk about the fashion of a Charlie Brown Christmas. Ooh, I wonder what he'll say today. Take it away, Stefan. Welcome, Stefan. Oh, thank you for having me. Happy holidays, E. No response? Okay. (laughs) Yes, none of this is rehearsed, as you can tell. Yes, it is me, Stefan, the model, here to talk to you about the fashion trends for the holiday season of 2019. Tell me, is it velour and sequins? No, it is not. That is is so not modern, so So last year. It is shoes. No pants, no shirt, and only a coating of dust all the way down your whole body to cover your dirty part. We will look at our models here, Mr. Other Grinch, and then also Mr. Pigpen. They are working these looks so fashionably. And I must say, this works for the Grinch so much because you know, as you and Kay had pointed out, he likes to show off his big sacks. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know why I said that so enthusiastically, <laughs> but because we love his sex. And Pigpen, he knows the fact that he is so beautiful and he would not be that beautiful if he didn't have that fluffy dust constantly coming off him. That is how you should go to a holiday party this year, wearing your shoes, your birthday suit, and a <laughs> coat of dust. That is your fashion tip from your model friend, Stefan, the model. Tootaloo! Okay, folks, I think he was dipping into the eggnog a little bit too much. Do not go bust <laughs> naked to a party. You will get arrested. Put some uh -huh. clothes on. And shower. What the heck was Stefan talking about? You, I just got the I tail end of that. You don't want to know. And I really wish I knew what was going on inside that guy's head sometimes. I don't. So as Charlie Brown proceeds to try to direct this play and kind of organize these kids who just want to dance, I couldn't help but think, is this really the plot of Footloose being played out here? <laughs> and Charlie so. Brown is like the dad? I think so. We get to see the beginnings of the love story that makes of the peanut universe. And that is the love story between Sally and Linus. I thought you were going to say Schroeder and Lucy. Oh, that is the other love story. <laughs> Although that one I feel like is one of those real... Oh, I hate the microphone. <laughs> real bad. <laughs> Sorry. Although I feel like Schroeder and Lucy's that relationship where you look at the couple and you think, why are you two together? All you do is fight. Well, I don't think Schroeder, he's so focused on his music and he might just like hang out with Lucy here, but he doesn't seem invested. Neither yeah. does Linus for that matter. So basically the men in this movie suck, but Lucy is insufferable. Play Jingle Bells. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's when her voice changed. Play Jingle Bells. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Turn into a visco girl. And also speaking of those voices, we get to hear Snoopy's little voice here a couple times in this scene. Him going, ah. He is actually the only adult actor in this movie. The really? the voices was actually just recordings of the director just Oh, the director did Snoopy's voice? Mm-hmm. And he just played it on tapes to make it go faster. But then the rest of the kids that had lines mm -hmm. during this scene. They were actually just neighborhood kids by the studio where they went and produced. And so they just grabbed some kids and said, say this line, say this line. Those kids especially, I wonder, did they get paid at all for probably that not. quick they little segment? probably fed them like hot chocolate and sent them on their way. Probably their payment was just cookies. So the play is going terribly. So Lucy decides that they need to go get a Christmas tree. And she wants an aluminum Christmas tree. Which apparently was in fashion in aluminum those days back Christmas. in the 60s. You need a tetanus shot. Yeah. Although I love Linus's line where he like taps on the Christmas tree. Did you catch the line? What he said? What he said? Brings Christmas close to prison. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, Charles Schwartz, what do you really feel about those aluminum Christmas trees? Well, he then he says that other line after that. That's so cute. They see that the Charlie Brown Christmas tree, that little one. He said, I didn't know that Christmas trees were still made out of wood. Right? But can you, like, a Charlie Brown Christmas tree is a thing now. Mm -hmm. Like, if you say, oh, it was a Charlie Brown Christmas tree, like, people know what that means. Yeah, which I have family members, my one aunt and uncle, every year they always got a Christmas tree that always looked sparse, and they would call it their Charlie Brown Christmas tree. And it was it was a bigger tree here, but... That was that's a fine example of that was they called it a Charlie Brown Christmas mm -hmm. tree. But what's funny about those aluminum Christmas trees in this scene is this movie, even though that was a fad going on right there, because of the theme of this movie of saying how the true meaning of Christmas is this, the fad of aluminum Christmas trees like 
after this came out on CBS went away overnight. Like people, do you really think the Charlie next Christmas, Brown's Christmas? Yeah. So Charlie Brown saved the Christmas tree because if it wasn't for him, people would have gotten a lunar Christmas tree the for the next holiday that season. They all had to get tetanus shots and they rusted. Oh, that too. And they were probably heavy. But think about how like pretty the rust looked along the like lights. The As Christmas you get lights. lockjaw, no. Yeah. <laughs> but then seriously, like harsh. These little kids are harsh. Yeah, they're just a bunch of bullies. They're just tearing his tree and Charlie Brown apart limb from limb. They're going after Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Go after the Charlie Brown gang. Yeah. Come on. But then, if they, 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 then of course, they get to the idea of what is the true meaning of Christmas. And Linus is like, I got this baby Jesus. Who? First of all, who opened the spotlight? Good question. Right. Well, this scene... What was crazy about this scene is obviously it has a big religious theme. He's reading from a verse from the Bible. No, he's not Bible. reading. He's reciting. He he's reciting. Preaching. <laughs> Testify, Linus. Linus is up there. Oh, with his little blank. He's so cute. But anyway, oh, which did you notice during the scene? Like as he's testifying, he puts down his blanket for a second. Like he drops his security blanket in order to testify. Yeah, I noticed. The Lord empowers him. <laughs> Did I get another question? <laughs> These were short clips. Okay, I didn't have that much to pull from. <laughs> yeah, it's great. But anyways, <laughs> did you know that this scene was almost cut out because it's the director didn't want it to, yeah, didn't want it to be preachy and didn't want it to be religious. And the producer was Jewish. But <laughs> Charles Schultz really wanted it in. And when he came up to him last minute and said, I don't think we should have this. I feel like this is going to like shy away a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Since this is going on a public yeah. network, his response was, well, if we don't say something like this, who will? And that's what convinced them, okay, mm. let's just do it and see how it goes, which I think that was a great idea because Christmas as a Christian holiday has that mm-hmm. idea that this is the time to celebrate when Jesus Christ was born, even though historically they're pretty sure that's not true. There was no snow. There was no <laughs> snow. <laughs> so your life. snow globe is a lie, but... What it I goes, like about it is yeah. it, it has this peaceful theme about it to pull back from the, the commercialism. commercialism of Christmas to pull back and say, like, it's actually about this peaceful moment where we can all look at this time and cherish it, each other. If you think about it, the moment was not peaceful. If we're talking about the Christian holiday, this woman gave birth in a manger because Joe couldn't get a reservation. Oh, true. Also, she's traveling nine months pregnant. That is not a peaceful situation. What we're celebrating is the fact that Mary didn't murder somebody. <laughs> or maybe she did. They never really explained what happened to that shepherd that showed up with his flock. You had a lot of shepherds. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, in the Charlie Brown play. Maybe only one shepherd. shepherd crawled away. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the story the way I want it told. <laughs> you give birth in a pile of hay and donkey do it. Let me know how you feel. So Charlie found Jesus. Go tell it on the mountain. <laughs> so he grabs his tree, takes him elsewhere, and he's like, I'm going to pretty you up at home. So he brings him out. And when he's passing by Snoopy's little house. He steals. House, Both of these Christmas movies have thievery in them. Who steals? Charlie Brown just rips an ornament off of Snoopy's Oh, well, house. he was just keeping it right there right next to it. And he oh. already won the prize. So. It doesn't matter. It's not his. Anyway. No, thief. Again, f- 
Facebook would have been like, who is this Dylan Ma? I would have loved if somebody tased Charlie Brown right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good grief. <laughs> Rats. Rats. Snoopy's the one. He's like, don't touch my stuff. Yeah, that was the end scene of this movie. It's Charlie Brown sitting behind bars, holding the bars. Hits his head on the bars and just goes, rats. Well, actually, not only did he steal and thought he murdered the tree, I killed it. I love that line. That's me with every house plan I have. (laughs) As soon as you water it, I killed it. (laughs) It's dead. Then all the kids come and they decorate the tree and they all stole, but I guess Snoopy was there. So maybe it wasn't stealing in the end? Yeah, he was cool with it. So they fixed up the tree. It grew. Yeah, it suddenly had all these leafy things on it here. So I don't know how that happens, but they make the tree look more commercial. And Charlie Brown comes out. He's like, what's going on? And he does that cute little jump thing where he's like, whoa, when he looks at the tree and all the kids. I would too if a plant grew in five seconds. Right? And all the kids yell out, Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown. And when they all start singing, they do the classic Christmas carol thing that I do every time I do Christmas carols, which is to sing forward. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) It's to sing for it and then sing up in the air with a big wide mouth. You have to sing like a Peanuts character. You know what I'm talking about? I know. They do kind of look like they're the same cult. Maybe they're a branch of the Cindy Lou Who cult. (laughs) 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 Meanwhile, all the parents are inside getting shushed at the Christmas party going, our kids are so weird. (laughs) Just looking out the window. So that's the end of the movie. And if you notice, it does another blackout towards Mm -hmm. the end of the credits and the reason why it cuts off kind of quickly is there was a scene that they took out where there was a company which was kind of a big company um do you want to guess what it was that had an advertisement at the end microsoft apple this is 1960s okay it was coca-cola and throughout actually the whole charlie brown movie there's actually several scenes that had coke product placement but they actually cut that all out years later and at the end after they were singing the song they all yelled out merry christmas from your local coca-cola bottler so i'm kind of glad they took that out yeah but if okay let's back this train up if you're thinking of pop yes i said it pop it is pop or soda soda pop right what's the most iconic pop for christmas yeah it's santa Santa's the most popular pop. Santa's on Coca-Cola, so... Well, Coca-Cola made made Santa Santa who he is today here, really, because, like, the ideal Santa is Mm -hmm. actually from Coca-Cola campaigns. that's another podcast. Yeah, or in the 19th century. But anyway, they cut out all those little clips here, as well as they also, before the movie even aired, they cut out, they had a version that had laugh tracks throughout the whole thing. Oh, no. And thank God they took that out. Yeah, that would how horrible. Yeah, throughout this like 30 minutes. I bet it was laughing when they were all making fun of Charlie Brown. Right. (laughs) Making fun of children's funny. But yeah, so that's a Charlie Brown Christmas. And what's crazy about this movie is CBS, the company that aired it and still is playing it on TV today. And so far, this is Charlie Brown Christmas is the second longest running holiday special out of any other. Do you know what the number one is? See, I'm asking you the questions. What? Do you know what the number one longest running Christmas special is? I'm going to say Charlie Brown. Well, if you were listening to me, I told you Charlie Brown was the second. The Grinch. No, it is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which is still being played on USA Network. But Charlie Brown Christmas is still played on CBS today. 
But did you know CBS, actually, the executives, when they saw the clip right before it aired, they were like, oh, this is horrible. This is the worst. We can't. This isn't mm-hmm. a complete work. It's garbage. And they were really discouraged. And they ended up coming back to them and said to them that we are going to have to go ahead and just release it because we don't have enough time. So if they would have actually turned it in even earlier, mm-hmm. it would have been excellent. Never would have been. And there probably would have never been any uh, charlie, charlie brown, brown specials yeah or no that's charlie brown christmas tree. yeah but yeah that's pretty much it that's all there is with uh, yeah. charlie brown christmas so Edie, you want to go ahead and hop into some fun segments here yes let's hop away before we go into the next few segments mm-hmm. e talking about our double feature episode let's go ahead and talk about some of the posts from a christmas story episode which was episode 13 so on twitter and instagram We posted a few questions. One of our first questions was, what is your favorite scene from A Christmas Story? Ooh, that has to be some good ones. On Twitter, I used to watch this, said, the kid getting so many layers that he can barely walk is pretty great. Three hours later said, I love this movie. Beating up the bully and speaking in tongues is his favorite scene. Okay. Friends and Flair said, my favorite scene is either the fantasy of Ralphie being excused from writing for the rest of his life or the one where he claims he's blind for soap poisoning. But the whole movie is a classic. I can't read the rest of this. Why? Because they said, including the piggy scene, E. Who is that? You're dead to me. (laughs) Gidget Von LaRue says, so, so many. Very funny when they all burst out laughing at the Chinese restaurant. And Repeat Watch said, the fragile sign. Scene. Sign. Where'd that come from? Tony Roma, 1979 on Twitter, also said the scene where Ralphie is beating up Scott there. Very violent Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. The next question was, what was your Red Rider air rifle when you were a kid? The IMDb Journey podcast said the Nintendo 64, better than Robin Hood podcast, a Pod Nation friend, said Stretch Armstrong. The History Cash podcast said, I'm totally dating myself here. But Teddy Ruxpin was my jam. Mm. Look at that guy. Do you remember him? He was creepy. The, oh, man. Terrifying. I did not want one of those. Absolutely terrifying. I used to watch this. Said I really wanted an off-road remote control car. Saw a commercial and thought it was so cool. It wasn't as good as the ones now and could barely handle carpet. Our next question was, what is the most iconic scene from A Christmas Story? Mm, that one had been good. On Instagram, our friend T from episode, what was that? Episode 11, our Ghostbusters episode. She said B, which would be the fragile, must be Italian scene. Spider-Man 2099 memes said, I want an official Red Rider carbine action 200 shot range model air rifle. So he went with C. The Santa scene. And let's go over to Twitter. We had a poll posted on this. So we had 39% of you said triple dog dare scene. For the most iconic? Mm-hmm. Okay. 32% said the major award scene. Okay. 14% said the Santa scene. And 15% said the bunny suit. So triple dog dare got the most votes. And the least was the Santa on the Mount scene. Some other comments on Twitter include three hours later said gotta go with the major award. I understand this reference said I've, I've never seen it. Don't look at me. Oh God, don't look at me. <laughs> Listen, I was, I was with that podcast. I've never, I had not seen it until this time. I used to watch this, said it's a tough call, but got to go with the triple dog dare. Friends and Flares said, I'd also nominate this scene. And they sent me a gif of Ralphie saying, 
fudge boys and bar talk podcast also nominated another scene saying the i can't put my arms down scene next question was how would you rate a christmas story on twitter the poll was 36 percent of you said they loved it 21 percent of you said hate it oh 29 percent said it's okay and 14 percent said never seen it i was in that 14 percent mm-hmm you were now you are no more ah. You can never say that again, that you've never seen A Christmas Story all the way through. <laughs> I used to watch this, said, it's definitely a classic in its own way. It's fun, but now a little dated. And not just because it takes place in the 50s or whatever. Lol. Three hours later, said, love it. The History Cash podcast said, definitely a classic. Outside Longbox sent a gif of a man just pointing his thumb down. Remembered Toys said, the goat of Christmas movies. John... Gave it a thumbs up. The podcast hype said, honestly, never liked it. Not sure why. That's all right. Teach their own. I was with you. This post E, this is one that got some great responses. This was a lot of fun to go through everybody's responses. The question of, can you think of a more iconic movie prop? And I just put a picture of the leg lamp. Mm-hmm. On Instagram, ABC Cinema said, pulse rifle in Aliens. Film Stripping on Instagram said Cardboard Box from Seven. On Twitter, Bottom of the Stream submitted The Claw of Freddy Krueger. History Cash Podcast said Gotta Go with the Hat of Indiana Jones. I used to watch this, went for the machine, really rides in Alien. I understood that reference, said the DeLorean counts, right? Oh yeah. I mean, it's a vehicle, but we'll say it's a prop. Better Than Robin Hood just sent me a picture of the dude. So... I'm not sure if they what, just the, meant it is the, dude's a, the prop? dude's a prop or maybe it's the carpet, but great movie. Binge movies said the proton blasters from Ghostbusters. IMDb Journey podcast said a lightsaber. Binge movies also said the DeLorean. Movie drone podcast said Zoltar from Big. Three hours later said the ring of power from the Lord of the Rings. They also said Wilson from Castaway. Friends and Flares. Ooh, this is a heavy contender. The Ruby Slippers from The Wizard of Oz. That was a good one. Good Luck Sleeping Podcast said The Sorting Hat from Harry Potter. Jamie Irwin said Rosebud from Citizen Kane. The Sled or... I'm not going to get into that. No Meh Movies Podcast said The Golden Sculpture from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Which that is a that's a that's a good one too. Fate said that one's great, but and cell phone baby Ruth. Shazam oh, it's Shazam himself. Said just saying it's the ring of power again. Carrie Messinio said the chainsaw from Ash versus Evil Dead. Matthew DePalm said the whip from Indiana Jones. So if you would like to join us this week for our posts on how the Grinch Stole Christmas and Charlie Brown Christmas. Please check us out on Twitter at WSW Watch Podcast and on Instagram and Facebook at What Should We Watch Podcast. Join the fun. All right, let's go ahead and move into our segment. I hate it when they fight. So if you all listened to last episode, our question was from A Christmas Story, the mm-hmm. question of, is Randy acting like a pig, cute or disgusting? So we sent this question out on the Twitterverse to I, let you guys decide who was always right. I say disgusting. 
I said it is cute and hilarious. So, E, the winner of last episode's challenge was with 62% of the vote, E! The people have spoken! It is Like I said, if you saw somebody doing that, even if you weren't out at public, if you went to your friend's house and that's how they had their child eat, you would leave. Or at least talk massive amount of crap about him when you yeah, got in the but car. He's so cute. He's not. He we is. have different parenting philosophies. All right. So you know what? You can have the belt back. Here you go. Did I lose it? Yeah. Oh, he's mine. Are you paying attention to what's on my waist right here? He's back. Okay, so that means I'm going to have to win this back. But what we're going to have to do this week is we're going to have to let E. Oh, we're saying we're we are going to have to let E decide what our question is and how we're going to fight it out. So E, do you have a question for this week? Yes. So I think since we have a double feature, we should debate which is the more iconic Christmas staple between between part two how movies, the, how the Grinch stole Christmas and Charlie Brown's Christmas. So think about it in terms of the cornerstone of Christmas. Which one is more of the staple? Okay. Of Christmas. All right. So you won. So you get to choose your answer first. I think it's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Okay. So that leaves me by default with the Charlie Brown Christmas. And, um, which I'm down with because. I will let the gentleman go first. Oh, you're so kind. All right. So you get 30 seconds to uh, state yeah. your argument. All right. So tell me why you feel Charlie Brown's Christmas is the more iconic staple for Christmas time. Ready? All right. Charlie Brown Christmas is a Christmas classic and it really is the Christmas classic. And why that is, is because it embodies everything that it brings out the best in everybody during the holiday time. Because obviously there's so much commercialism during Christmas time and it blinds you during when you're out shopping. But really what brings Christmas home is the idea of doing things with our fellow man as Linus says, and enjoying each other's company, whether that be friends or family. Okay. And, yeah. Obviously, it's how the Grinch stole Christmas, because the Grinch is integral to the Christmas season. You call people Grinches. It is such a part of our Christmas culture, not just the movie. Plus, it presents the idea of commercialism and materialism in a way that's not as preachy as a Charlie Brown's Christmas. Plus, the bullying in a Charlie Brown's Christmas is off the chain. And the Grinch is just, you know, Stockholm Syndrome with Max. But we all love Max. It's a dog. It's fine. So the Grinch is more iconic. Think about how much is out there about the Grinch. Are you just going to let me keep going? I'll keep going. Oh, I'm paying attention. All right. So now two minutes to duke it out. Okay, ready? Okay, let's get it on. What do I see when I walk into our kitchen? A sign that says, drink up Grinches. Good grief. You are called Grinch. Stop being a Grinch. You're such a Grinch. The Grinch is on sweaters and t-shirts But and you said everything. it yourself. What songs do you think of when you think of Christmas time? You think of the songs from A Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah, but you don't go around singing them when you carol. Oh, I'm going to take the time to mention this too, that the song by... Uh, do not cut into our debate. Do not cut into our debate. <laughs> Lies and Lucy you, was no, made during this... You lose. Christmas Ooh, special, I and guess. that song is so interval for no. the peanuts, so it's very important for everything. Okay, anyway, no. let's continue. Oh. <laughs> Look at how many movies and specials have come out after about the Grinch. 
Has Charlie Brown been on the big screen? Um, yes, he has. There's how many times? A Peanuts movie that came out. Oh, uh, Peanuts movie. And think There's about how many holiday specials came out because of the success of a Charlie Brown We're Christmas. We're not talking about the holidays. We're talking about Christmas. But I know this for a fact. Think Guess about- how many people watched the first viewing of a Charlie Brown Christmas? 15 million people. Yeah, you know because people it was 1963 and there was two things 20. on. <laughs> There's two things on. Okay, there was more options. But if you think about the Grinch, he is everywhere. He's part of our culture right now. But so is Charlie not Brown. Not as so is much Snoopy. as the Grinch. Not as much as the Grinch. Snoopy is, but we're not debating the idea. It's how the Grinch stole Christmas. That entire idea behind the movie. Like you have the Christmas decorations that went viral of the Grinch cut out stealing them. It's all right there. It's the Grinch through and through. It's seen a lot, but when it comes to an actual movie that you want to watch during the Christmas season, A Charlie Brown Christmas, when it comes to like the story behind it, it has such a great message that helps people that, especially people that get frustrated about like the the busyness and the stress. But it's not as straightforward for kids during the holiday season, so it's It's easier for kids to understand. No, No, I get. I should should get like 30 more seconds because you went off on a tangent that was unnecessary. Hey. That's part of your strategy. That's what happens. All right. Closing arguments, my butt. (laughs) (laughs) My butt. So wait, do you get 10 seconds? I should get the 10 seconds. Yeah, you get the 10 seconds. Because you sniped it. You get 10 seconds because I started. Okay. The Grinch is a story of redemption because he is the one that is flawed and he understands and he's the one that comes around and the true meaning of Christmas doesn't have to be associated with the religion. Okay, so I get five seconds. Maybe like two because you swiped 30 seconds. All right, ready? Ready? Go. Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown. Hark the herald. Oh, what? That's all I get. Nothing (laughs) made me want to punch you more than that. Oh my goodness. That's all, all right. I had to say. Okay. Well, we'll let the people speak. All right. So you can speak on our poll on Twitter at WSW Watch Podcast, or you can check us out on Instagram or Facebook and let us know in the comments what you think at What Should We Watch Podcast on Facebook or Instagram. So let us know what you think. Let us know who is always right. We'll also take text votes if you have our number. Yeah. All right, before we go into our next segment, E, let's go over the responses of our Were You Paying Attention challenge on Twitter and Instagram. All right. All right, so our question was, what was the real crusher the old man got out after the lamp broke? And the first person who responded on Twitter was... 30 and Nerdy Podcast. So well done, guys. So 30 and Nerdy is a podcast where two best friends entertain, educate, debate, talk up, and enlighten the masses on their nerdlidge. Mm, Hashtag nerdlidge. It is now. They made it so. So check them out, guys. I was just reading off their Twitter here. In addition to them, uh, we also had responses from our friends at Friends and Flair, who got it correct, and... Uh, Kristen over at Coffin Cast Podcast, another one of our Pod Nation friends here. She actually responded just minutes after our friends at 30 and Nerdy Podcast responded. So good job, everybody. Nice. But 30 and Nerdy, you are the winner. All right. Are you ready for the quiz that you got like half of right already? Oh, um, yeah. I think I'm ready. <sighs> Let's take it away. You cannot defeat me. Cue that music. 
All right. So I have more <sighs> questions. I hate that. That music is just so good. <laughs> I have more questions for you. All right. Let me have it. All right. So question number one. What is the title of the first movie we watched? Oh, man. I'm going to say Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Bonus. How do you spell Seuss? This is difficult because <laughs> you know how bad I am at spelling. No. <laughs> I was trying to distract you over here so I could flick down the iPad no. real quick. How do you spell Seuss? S U E U S S. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. According to the Who's song, which relatives are you supposed to trim up? Your Christmas tree relatives? Okay. They specifically say trim up the, and the, so what relatives are you supposed to trim up? It says the cult the more I think about it. Trim them up so they can't run away. Your children? No. Nieces and nephews? Closer. Grandkids? Further. <laughs> Aunts and uncles? Yes. All right. All right. What? I don't know. Dr. Susan. I'm getting more and more worried about these who's every day. <laughs> Me too. Um, you know, they're like secluded in the bottom of the mountain. And it's creepy. It's like you, you're skiing, you're on a skiing trip. You're like, we should turn around. All of a sudden you hear the who's across the hills. Sandy, lo, 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 you could lo, make lo. this a horror movie. All right. What color are the Grinch's eyes in the beginning? Red and yellow. But what is the orientation of it? Oh, pupils are red. Okay. Irises are yellow. How many years has the Grinch put up with this Christmas bowl? 20 years I've been doing 50 years I've been doing 60. 40. We're not doing this. 53 years. Dang. Grinch, you old. Right. Oh, wait. No, that was mean. 53 is not old. But he's been doing it for 53 years. Oh, he's yeah. Been writing, so he's a cranky old man. He is. Um, in the first house, what did the Grinch steal first? The stocking. The stocking. The first thing to go. What were the kids sleeping with? Sugar canes. <laughs> Sugar cane. <laughs> Sugar cane. <laughs> I said, I was like, yeah, I got this one. Nailing it. Here we go. Gonna let it out. Sugar cane. No. Candy cane? Yeah. It kind of works. I was like, he... don't maybe, tell me. Maybe there's sugar cane in candy canes. And I was kind of <laughs> I was of waiting right. for you to be like, that's not what you called it. No. Okay. What's the last thing he took? Oh, the crumb. Too small for even a mouse. Yeah, but that's not what the narrator said. He left the crumb too small for the mouse. Oh. The narrator specifically said the last thing he took. The tree at the center of town? No, out of the first house. We're still in the first house. Oh. What's the last thing he did? Well, that should have been at the beginning of the question. <laughs> I'll give you half a point. Yeah, I'm going to get a mulligan for this one. What was the last thing he took? Oh, the log for their fire. Mm -hmm. So what color does his eyes change to? Blue pupils, white iris. 
When he became stronger, how many Grinches did he get the strength of? Ooh. Ooh. Ten Grinches? Close. Twelve Grinches. How do they put it? Dozen Grinches. <laughs> A baker's dozen. A baker's ten, dozen Grinches that day. Ten Grinches plus two. Oh! So here's my bonus question. In the song, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Uh-huh. They say that his heart is something. An empty hole? That's one. There's three. Three what? There's three times that they say his heart is. Oh, heart is full of gunk? Well, people can't see you shaking your head now. Well, no. So. So no. <laughs> no. Full of unwashed socks? That's two. What's the third one? Spiders? Wait, no, it's his brain is full mm -hmm. of spiders something like that i'm not sure i feel like this is a lyric that they cut off yeah your heart's a dead tomato splotch with moldy purple spots oh all right ready for our next one yep what is the full title of the second movie we watched a charlie brown christmas brought to life. say it again a charlie, a charlie brown, brown christmas a charlie brown i was christmas. like focus <laughs> The rock was in my head just going, focus! Who does Charlie Brown get saucy with over not getting a Christmas card? I'm trying to think of all the girls' names. Because Frida's the girl with curls. She's my girl. Lucy is Lucy. Sally. Do, 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 oh, she do, has a... Do, 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 do. Give me a guess in five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Give up. One more guess. Actually, you haven't given me a guess yet. <laughs> Do you give? Violet. Violet. There you go. All right. What will Linus turn his blanket into when he's a grown up? A sports coat. Yep. What does Lucy's sign say? She flips it. What does it say? Before she flipped it, it said out. Mm hmm. It was something in. What is it? Always in. No. <gasps> Open in. Nope. I thought, I remember seeing it because I was like, another word. it's yeah. weird. It, it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't. Actually, it makes sense now that I got the pun. All in? Yeah. Real in. Real in. Get it? Like real them in? Oh. Totally oh. capitalism. In oh the, my god. Right? It's totally, it's totally That's insurance so companies. Okay. Got that. What does Lucy really want for Christmas? Real estate. Real estate. Um, it's a lesson for all you kids out there. <laughs> invest. What are the animals in the play? Snoopy. No, what animals does he have to play? Donkey. Mm -mm. She says, can you be a blank and a blank and a blank? A cow. Yeah, that's one. A lamb. Mm, I'll give it to you, sheep. Sheep. Mm -hmm. What was the last one? Camel. Uh, uh, pig. Mm -mm. Mm. I'm trying to think of other animals. <laughs> it was not in the nativity. <laughs> this animal was not there. Peacock. No, not in there. Nope. One more guess. Kind of on the right trajectory with the the peacock. Pelican. Penguin. Penguin. <laughs> so, what type of tree does Lucy want? An aluminum tree. What color? Pink. Mm -hmm. When does Linus put his blanket down? During his Christmas preach. <laughs> <Some of them. laughs>
And which song do they sing at the end? Hark the herald angels sing. I got this one right earlier. <laughs> I know. Brought to you. We could actually probably sing that because I think that's oh, Eminent Domain, but maybe not. Maybe we should say, yeah, brought to you by Coconut. <laughs> How'd right. I do? Not bad. Thanks. Not bad. Considering the fact that you got it the whole time we were going through, I was like, crap. <laughs> you got that one right. You got that one right. All right, so that about does it for this episode. But before we leave, we have to give the people a review here. Mm -hmm. So, E, do you want to start with your review of this movie? Movies. Movies. I would just say that they're both, as they're from a simpler time. Actually, really not. If you think about the time periods they came out, it was probably much more complicated. However, these are just two Christmas classics. Makes me feel all cozy. These are cozy Christmas movies. Like, like you want, I don't even like hot chocolate, but I want hot chocolate. I always get hot chocolate. I'm like, mm, I want hot chocolate. And then I get like two sips into it. And once hot chocolate becomes warm chocolate, you're like, I could do this. And once warm chocolate becomes cold chocolate, you're like, I can't do this. So I would say this is uh, hot chocolate classics that don't get cold. What's your rating? Both of these movies are wonderful Christmas classics here with similar meanings here mm -hmm. about how there might be a lot of busyness and commercialism with Christmas time. But when it comes down to it, what's most important is the people you hold dear and the love you have towards your fellow man. So I'm going to say, I never thought that these made-for-TV specials were bad. I just thought they needed a little love. That's what you're on your phone doing? Trying to look up the exact quote? Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, of course, Kay, would you recommend these? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. You should watch it. You should watch them. Don't watch the new Grinch movies, no. Well, we haven't even tried those ones. Have you watched them? I've watched them. You have? I hate the Jim Carrey one. Oh, well, the Jim Carrey one. Oh, my goodness. We'll cover that one someday. Because that is also a Christmas classic with Jim Carrey, the funniest man alive. No. Anyway. Anywho. So I picked this week. So, Kay, it's your turn. What movie are you watching next? We are coming up on Christmas Day, but there is something else coming before Christmas that I couldn't pass up. And we might not be able to release this as soon as it comes out, but we had to cover our first yet the final segment of the star wars saga star wars rise of skywalker <gasps> that is christmas right is it <laughs> well all the new star wars movies have been coming out at christmas oh that is kind of true so we're gonna go see star wars da, 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 da. i have no desire to go see star wars well, we're going to see it. Yay. We haven't covered them yet, but my feelings towards these new movies have been a little less good than my feelings towards the previous six. So we'll see how this turns out. So if you want to listen, you're going to have to join us next time. But before you do check that episode out, make sure to join us on Twitter at WSWWatchPodcast and on Instagram and Facebook at what should we watch podcast to join the fun with our posts on our double feature episode here don't forget to like share and subscribe and spread us like you spread some holiday cheer give us that five star rating because we don't need just one star up in here we need five 
Ringle jingle, baby. We want to wish you all a happy holiday season, and we will see you all next time. Or at least you'll hear us all next time. We love you all. Bye! So, <laughs>